Hello, hello. Can you hear? It? Yeah. Hello. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe if I start screaming, it'll be too loud and don't we'll have to adjust. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to scream, pull away. I mean, I don't. Do what scream? kind of scream would it be? I don't know. Like, but you never know what kind of scream you'll need. I've heard his screams are deep. You don't do like <laughs> high pitched screams. Deep mm, screams. Well, I mean, it's kind of, you know. You're like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> What's the most intense you've ever heard me screaming? When we went through that haunted house. <laughs> The walking, we do, we walked through it, the walkthrough kind. Yeah, when did we do that? A couple years ago. Where was Three, it? It was like downtown. Sounds yeah. familiar. We did. We went through, there was one room where you were like, this looks like the video for Waiting for Tonight. <laughs> Jennifer Lopez, because it was all like lasers. Green lasers. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't open my eyes. I was too scared. Should we say, should we talk about our guests before or after the break? I think after the break oh okay um stay tuned for after the break Break. (laughs) (laughs) we'll talk about our guest with that being said it's pot psychology yeah i'm tracy and this is rich and there's somebody else there's (laughs) there's somebody else but we're not gonna tell you tell you after the after the oh, intro we it's not back. the break i thought we were back oh no no oh. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well maybe maybe you should put the music you should put the music where you thought it should go put I like it where that it, idea yeah but not, <laughs> then play it again oh where, okay now we're back okay now we're in back. my opinion welcome back I'm glad we're back. We're here with Elizabeth Carey Smith. Hi. ECS. Yeah. Um, she just happened to be here. I was already <laughs> I mean, here. I didn't feel like going home. We were hanging out and then... You say just happened, but it's like your house and yeah. you <laughs> scheduled it. So <laughs> It's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were hanging out. It wasn't... She, it wasn't a, we don't have a planned guest, but it also right. is not a pop-in. Yeah. It seems like you came close enough to us recording that there was always the chance that you would stay for this. Yeah, yeah. If I thought about that, yeah. It, I didn't think about it. Oh, I, I would have thought about it. I thought that maybe you you guys would say hi. Okay. I said Tracy has a hard stop at eight to <laughs> interview a scat porn expert. No, actually, the scat porn expert fell through, but... That's a preview for the... Bonus episode. Right. Okay, yeah, we may as well say it now. I know the last two episodes we've talked about Farrah Abraham's OnlyFans. And we've also two talked about a shit a lot. Yeah, we did talk so much about I poop. I don't know. Are people mad? Are you mad that we did that? I mean, we didn't want to clog the main with poop. We feel like we've got our message across for now. Yes. But if you are still into it, on the <laughs> bonus episode, we did finally get a video of Farrah Abraham taking a shit. Right. So we're going to watch that. And when I say get, I mean, I bought it right. <laughs> on her only no, It didn't just happen to be here. Yeah. <laughs> it was like awkward. Elizabeth. Right. <laughs> I, I, I could be wrong. I mean, I haven't actually looked it up, but I don't think there's a lot of data on. Doesn't, yeah. It doesn't scat like porn viewing, uh, you know, poop fetish in general. Uh, I just think that there's a lot we don't know about it. So I would like to know more. I would too. I'm fascinated, actually. I actually don't want to know more, but I'll listen to you listening. It's interesting how we keep trading disgust. (laughs) (laughs) 
you know what I got? The thing about me is like I'm a bathtub. I get my fill and then I'm done. You know, drain it. I don't want any more of it. Okay. Like I like you to. You just opened my mind. Now I'm just hungry for <laughs> shit. shit. <laughs> I've I learned what I needed to about the poop porn. I'm willing to go down this road. You're really sober about this. <laughs> I just you didn't watch the amount of shit porn that I did. Yeah, I guess you destroyed yourself. If you hadn't, maybe that's, maybe you'd be like, yeah, maybe I'm innocent here, and you know, uh, yeah, maybe to- I feel like I have the knowledge, and I I would like these kinds of things to be more positive if that is what the community is, and not uh, something that feels an Dark. indulgence in something that you don't think you should be indulging in well mm. yeah but that's the appeal to sex for some yeah, people know, yeah it's like is the naughtiness of it or it's, the taboo yeah and it's a place to get out taboos that's why when people talk about people's sexual interests in social justice terms sometimes i think it really falls short and it is not particularly cognizant of the way sex offers a space to talk about stuff that you can't talk about in the light of day, in fact. So then people talk about it in the light of day. Well, we're going to talk about it behind the paywall. So that's at <laughs> patreon.com slash psychology. Cutting it off there is um, fine, but I thought that was like a good taste. Good. Yeah. Well, we're, if good nothing but shit. tasteful. <laughs> Do you want me to talk like yeah, this? that? I think that's probably good. All right. Yeah. All right. Do you feel like you're on NPR? Um, no, because I don't have an annoying voice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've known Elizabeth for oh, yeah. almost 20 years. Yeah, something. We worked at Bus together in the early 2000s. It was the most wonderful and unprofessional experience yeah, of my professional life. I, I think now about how like millennials would react Not to what good. that invi- how do they deal with interns right now at bust yeah, what do they because do? kids these days they yeah. they have expectations of how to be treated right even just the conversations that we had would be considered almost like workplace harassment but we were all on I, the same page as being okay with like we were we all had the same sort of mindset 100 like, i think a lot of it was just us trying to work things out and in so many times it was like a 12-year-old with a fart joke. You know, you're like, I, I got to let this out. And you knew that you were in a place where people would be like, you're so, not even that you're so stupid, but just kind of like laugh at the stupidity of the shit that would come out of our mouths in a really freeing way. Like I, for the rest of us, like, you know, if you've worked for a bunch of men before, you've had to temper your tone because mm-hmm. of men being around or you're consciously aware of how you look or something because dudes are in the room it it does change the way you talk and interact with the people you work with yeah it was very it was a real culture shock for me going because that was my first job Mm. and I didn't work with any men and then going to have to work with men was like it's really well it slows everything down deal with them having to deal with their egos and having them to tell me what to do is tough realizing also that you are spending time dealing with their egos like yes. you're in a conversation and you're like now I have to kind of seem approachable and nice mm-hmm. to you so that you don't feel like I'm a Intimidated. bitch <laughs> yeah so I I never really got the hang of not of people not thinking I was a bitch yeah I would rather be behaving away with people where 
I feel like they all knew where they stand with me mm-hmm. instead of just being like a fake. I don't want to be a fake ass bitch. I'm a real ass bitch. Uh, you put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. But like I, I'm, <laughs> That's and a I'm boardwalk not... <laughs> t-shirt. I'm not a fake ass bitch. I'm a real ass bitch. Yeah. And I, and I also think like, I mean, I went from working at bus to moving to Australia very abruptly mm-hmm. where there was such a very palpable undercurrent of misogyny. And I was so used to being crass even about my feminism and yeah. and just so assuming that everybody shared in in that to to going to this this place where it was like oh shit you're there's like a violent undertone to all of this and do they really say shrimp instead of prawns they say prawns instead of shrimp oh okay so why is it say, why is it shrimp on the barbie that's just something outback made up Wow! So For that's real. oh my god, <laughs> Australian. That would they fake. say prawns on the Barbie? This, they they, they w- say don't even really. I outside mean, of America, yeah. they call them prawns. Yeah, right. Shrimp on the Barbie is what they is what they are credited as saying, and they it's don't not, say they're, it. They're not credited, <laughs> dude. It's just Outback. Only Outback says that. Yes. Is that really true? Yes. Ask any Australian; That's, they will tell you. Wow. Don't say I had no idea. In my is head, it was like is, it's like Crocodile Dundee and Shrimp on the Barbie. Nope. <laughs> no. Shrimp on the also, Barbie. Also, a baby ate my dingo. Also, Fosters, Australian Phoebe. Yeah. Uh, they don't drink that really. <laughs> I mean, is it sometimes? Yeah, but it was a complete international campaign that no one else. It's not like the national beer at all. Were you looking up? Well, I'm looking this up. Shrimp and, um, on the Barbie. It is true that it originated in advertisements, but it was for the Australian Tourism Commission, mm. starring Paul Hogan, uh, Crocodile well, Dundee. All of these things mixed together. <laughs> the full That's quote, all known The full quote by Hogan is, "I'll slip an extra shrimp on the Barbie for you." And the actual slogan for the ad was "Come and say good day." Wait, I wanted to also mention that Elizabeth is a topographer, and she has letters tattooed all over her body. And she's very involved in. You are the president of. I'm the president of the Type Directors Club. You're the, you are the current president. Yeah, she's a sitting president. Wow. <laughs> of Seated the Type president. Directors Club. Yeah, it's a a 74 year old organization that is uh, about typography. And lettering, and uh, yeah, we're a really dedicated group of volunteer nerds with like a thousand members worldwide, oh. and we um, celebrate global writing systems. <laughs> Does it ever get dramatic? The drama on in typography is only ever like uh, the same as it is in any industry. I think like who represents you and who um, makes decisions and who is a gatekeeper. Power. And in power. power, it's power, even when it's silly, you know, compared to everything else. Um, but but you're, you're not fighting over Sarah for anything like that. <laughs> Sometimes. <Okay>. Like, <laughs> literally, the, the, the craziest thing to me that gets very, like, swept under the rug is one guy at a, a known type conference punched another guy. <laughs> and, it, you know. Overtype? Overtype. What, wow. was the, what was the? Do you remember? Do you know what the argument um, was? To explain it would not help clarify <laughs> that situation <laughs> at all. Would it? Um, could you say what it's in the realm of? Is it about design or history it was, or um, mis- miscontextualizing uh, some history? Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. wow. <laughs> I have a gift. <gasps> what is it? You'll see. Is it 
for me? Yeah. Ah! <laughs> it's not even my birthday or Christmas. It's not. It's not that big of a deal, but I oh. thought you might. Oh, <laughs> where did you get this? I just ordered it off of Amazon after we talked about it. Presenting to Lula by Tori Spelling. It's oh. the only book she wrote that doesn't have a pun in the title. Yes, oh my it's goodness. true. It's... I can't believe she, did she write this? She wrote this book? Probably not. Someone ghost wrote it though. Yes, it definitely was written by someone. Yes. <laughs> it's about a rich white girl who, like, of course it is, just has party dresses and servants. Yeah, it sounds like it. So it's really. It's supposed to be like an she, Eloise. Maybe type she of did thing. write it. Eloise was an asshole, but at least you knew it was because her parents were fucked up. Right. Well, well, I never, you know what? I never read any Eloise. Mm, I have no neither. idea about, about her. Who is it based on? Liza Minnelli? Is it? I didn't <laughs> know Are that. Are you serious? Yeah, because she lived at that hotel. Her. It proceeds out of here. That's <gasps> who is it? Based no. on Liza Minnelli. <gasps> well, now I want to read it. Well, Eloise is a real asshole. Oh, is she? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, she fucks everything up, right? She brushes her skates along the wall so that she makes marks, and she what a yeah, asshole. She just gets in the way of stuff, and then everyone's like, ugh. And then her mom calls and pays the bill. Why does she live in a hotel? Why doesn't she live with her parents? Because her mom is like off trying to find a fucking rich boyfriend. Uh, so her mom is a... The dad's not in the picture? I, they never mentioned the dad. Kay Thompson, who wrote Eloise, mm-hmm. is Liza Minnelli's godmother. Mm-hmm. And Liza Minnelli was often speculated as a possible model for Eloise. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, wow. I feel bad. Well, no, I like fine. it even more. She is. She was a Hellion. I mean, the way that she just like like <laughs> fucked her way through Studio 54, you know, she always Good had that her. energy. Yeah. I know, totally. But I'm sure she was like a huge handful, you know? Yeah. Have you ever seen, I know that Tracy has seen this. It's a nice thing to revisit. I do watch this quite a bit. What is it? Um, when Liza Minnelli was most recently, I think, interviewed by paparazzi. Miss Minnelli, how you doing tonight? Oh, Steve, I'm doing fine. How are you? Good, good. Look, there's been rumors that you might not sing. I, I we wanted to know how your voice is doing. Pretty much. Perfect. It's it's good. You still <laughs> yeah. have the chops. You can oh, sing. Oh, of course. Sing something for us. <laughs> Dial, dial. Okay, Can it's. I come everyone go home. It's there. It's there. You know what? We just wanted to make sure that the. You know, there was rumors that you might not sing again, and that's why I wanted to ask. There are always rumors. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your time. Thank you. I hope I hope you have a good night, ma'am. Steve, thank you. Uh, thank, thank you, everybody. <laughs> no, thank you for caring. Steve. Yeah. Steve. 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 Every time I would hear. You know how, like, on, like, uh, Judge Judy, they play commercials for, like, vaginal mesh? Yeah. Yes, and it just, transvaginal mesh. Transvaginal mesh. It sounds like Liza Minnelli saying vaginal mess. <laughs> vaginal mesh. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I saw Drew Barrymore on the street, I think in like 1999. Uh, it was Union Square. Oh. She was with, I think, or you know, maybe it wasn't 1999. Maybe it was like 2002. She dated Julian Casablancas, right? Yeah. No, it was one of the other ones. Okay. I think it was maybe the, it was someone from the, she dated different someone from strokes. the strokes. She was with. A different strokes. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Drummond? <laughs> the drummer, like Mr. Drummond. Mr. Drummond. Yeah, it 
was. It was Mr. Schroeder. <laughs> Fabrizio, isn't it? Maybe, oh. yeah. Um, I, she was walking with him. It was Union Square. It wasn't. It was 13th Street, just below Union Square at the movie theater. And she was like rounding the corner and I was going down Broadway. She was rounding the corner from 13th Street up toward Union Square. And the only snatch of dialogue I picked up <laughs> from her during that brief that just passing was pill popper (laughs) 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 just like imagine like she she lisped it too you know and (laughs) yeah she's got a heavy lisp do you want to talk about that influencer yes i do i really want to talk about her okay so i'll start at the beginning there's this like influencer woman emily gellis land but her instagram handle is emily gellis okay so she got married after. I never heard of her before. Yeah, I have no idea who I've this is. I've never heard of this woman and, before. And I just want to preface this for a second that I like barely, I kind of know what happened, but not entirely at all. And I really resent the concept of influencers where it's like, you should know about this person. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, yeah, I really, no, I don't know. I don't, don't want to. Why like, would I? Yeah. Exactly. Stop. Yeah. She was featured in the New York Times like two weeks ago. Oh, well, and big it was fucking deal. it was about how she organized a harassment campaign against some like diet industry woman. Was it a um what was this what they was the tone of the story? Of her. So like there was a profile. It was, a, it was a, it, no, it was more about the diet campaign. Okay. It made no sense that they did all the photos were just of her. I think it's because she's the only person available for photos. Was the piece a puff piece or was it actually It was kind for the of- style section. This girl influencer Emily was going after this diet organization called F Factor, which I also had never heard of in my life. And, <laughs> no, how could you? And apparently it's like powders and it's like all oh, bad and blah, blah, blah. And it needs to be taken down. And it's maybe like, I don't even know what the complaints this is are. like D-level Jamila Jamil drama. I know. That's yeah. the thing. She, she like solicited anonymous DMs to talk about being on this diet program. She just started posting all of the anonymous DMs and it got a lot of attention because it was like revealing about what this diet organization was like. She started talking about another diet program, which a woman from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills runs. And that's when I got interested because I was like, I'm interested in Real Housewives shit and Bravo stuff. It wasn't like organized and it was like kind of all over the place. But I was like, oh, like this is interesting. At least like people are like telling their stories or whatever. So I like took a picture of this girl's profile. I circled her highlights and I was like, oh, go watch this girl's highlights if you want to read about like Teddy's whatever. Mm -hmm. I guess I didn't tag her correctly like i put her at her handle yeah but it, for that's not enough. something happened where it didn't link oh i see mm, mm-hmm. but even though that the word was there it was like at whatever and right. it just didn't link and i didn't know i didn't know the difference i just like posted and it was like whatever after that she starts lifting the stuff that i wrote about teddy's i looked into the accreditation of like this woman teddy's company yeah and this girl was just like posting screenshots of things and so like i just did a little bit of like you know legwork i did you know it was a couple hours of research and i just like posted that stuff and she just lifted it and cropped my name out and then posted it and i was like hey that's my um post can you credit me please thank you and then i put like a smiley face whatever emoji Mm -hmm. and then she's like i posted it the way it was sent to me and I was like, okay, but it's from my story. You know, I'm a journalist. I usually cover the housewives. I've written about them for the New York Times, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, a hat tip or a credit in this kind of situation is pretty standard. Thank you so much. Because I had told her, I was like, I had sent people to your page. And then she was like, I didn't see it. Did you tag me? And I was like, yeah. And then I took a screenshot and showed her. And she's like, I'm not tagged. 
see, my name isn't underlined. Wow. And I was like, okay, but that still doesn't mean that you didn't take my thing from my page <laughs> yeah. and right. not credit me at all. Were you aware that it hadn't tagged her? No, I had no idea. So it was through this exchange her that you exchange learned that about. I learned that I didn't tag her. I see, I see. But okay. I credited So I was going to say, it was kind of bold if you tagged her, didn't do the thing, and then you've reached out to her for another tagging issue, you know? No, well, no, because she didn't she didn't credit me. And the thing is, I didn't, I know. Li- I didn't lift anything from <laughs> right. her Insta stories. Yeah. It took a screenshot of her profile and was like, go look at her stories and circled them. Right, right, right. So it's not like I'm lifting her shit. I'm just directing people to right. her. And she actually stole oh, shit she, that yeah, I wait, wrote. Wait, was she mad that you... Uh, was that the tag that didn't work? Yes. Sending people to her page yes oh my god give me a break yeah i couldn't help myself when she was being an asshole when i apologized to her and i was like i'm so sorry that was a mistake i thought that i had tagged you i don't re- i guess i don't know the difference between a tag and a credit i just typed your thing and i right. you know i posted it yeah and then i just waited a beat and i was like unlike you who intentionally <laughs> cropped my name out and then posted it as though you had written it yourself all right can I just play you these voice memos that yes. she left me? Yes. Play the voice memos. Are you out of your fucking mind? For the eighth and final time, the person that sent it to me cut out your name. I didn't know where it came from. Then you're telling me that you tagged me and I'm telling you you didn't because you didn't. Literally stop wasting my time. I'm taking it down and blocking you. You're out of your mind. Yeah, because I actually do right by people, but I cannot stand people like you. You're the scum of the earth. Fucking wasting my time, taking away from me, actually helping people to argue over your stupid fucking tag. Like, you're a waste of my time. I just want to point out... Scum of the earth. I just want to point out that I didn't say anything to her in between these two voice memos. Well, it's it's interesting because when she comes back, she says, yeah, as though you had, or it was some kind of a conversation. She's answering the conversation in her head. And then she carried on with this for another 36 hours. <gasps> really? 36 hours. Oh, no. 36 hours taken away from her helping people. She went, <sighs> she kept screenshotting my stories where I wasn't even like talking about her. And she was like, she's a clown. And then put the clown emoji and would like, it was so bizarre. But she was like, the, all right. So this is what was crazy is that she... All of a sudden, I just started getting this like influx of messages and comments, and my page was going insane. Um, people telling me I'm disgusting, I'm despicable, and I was like, "What is going on?" They're like, "How dare you dox her?" She said that I doxed her on Reddit. Really? Yes. And I was like, "I don't. How the? Hell, I don't have your phone number. What are you talking about? How would I get your phone number? I never even heard of you until like four hours ago. Like, how? What are you talking about?" And at this point, I still did not know about her New York Times article. How many followers does she have? 200,000. Okay. So I said to her, I was like, are you telling people I doxed you on Reddit? And she was like, well, my number came up and they said it was you. She sent me this screenshot and it's like obviously like a DM between people on Reddit. And it says the phone number, her phone number, and then give Emily Gellis a call. Maybe she can give you the credit you deserve or an eating disorder. Follow me at Tracy Morrissey for the truth. Wait. So this is something fake? Yes. But that's not but that's not a doxing. That's a uh Exactly. It's also a not a doxing. It's a DM. With, with her own number. Yes. Whatever the case was, I didn't send it. Of course you didn't send it. And it's fake. It's so fake. It's so obvious that it's fake. And she was like, "Well, someone might be someone might have something to gain from setting you up. Oh. I have a cyber stalker." And I was like, <laughs> "Okay, well, gain? because I really don't appreciate that 
you said that about me because I would never do that about someone. I'm a journalist and I know yeah. exactly how terrible that is. That didn't happen. I've never used Reddit in my life. And she was like, all right, well, why don't you delete everything you've said about me <laughs> and I'll delete everything I've said about you. And I was like, but everything I said was the truth. Yeah, right. So then, the, so then, so but she put it out there to everyone that I did it and then put, took a screenshot of my profile, sent everyone to my page, sent everyone to Pot Psychology. Oh my God. They're in the Pot Psychology Instagram. It was wild. I had to go private. I never had to go private before wow. like i've been bullied by opie and anthony fans right oh. <laughs> like i've been bu bullied by roosh v and his rape army yes uh, i've been bullied by like right-wing anti-abortion activists i've never had to go private this was crazy i just needed it to stop because it was like so out of control and they were like leaving comments and like pictures of una telling me like how that's disgusting that a little girl has a mom like you <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God. what are you talking about? Yeah, because you seem so great. Yeah. Someone's like, you're ugly. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> oh, I shit. Know. And then someone was like, you're a bitch today. And I was like, <laughs> baby, I'm a bitch Maybe every day. <laughs> <laughs> you must not know about me. <laughs> <laughs> so then and then I just screenshot her comments that she was leaving on my page where she she kept calling me low-hanging fruit which mm. I don't think she knows what that means she also oh my god she so what then do you think she thought it meant well I'll tell I'll show you a video where she calls it to me and I'll you tell me but these low-hanging fruit aka this person that's a writer and producer that doesn't know how to use Instagram and tagged me incorrectly and couldn't take the five seconds out of the day to re-tag me appropriately for her google search go fuck yourself Okay? Receipts are everything. And I stand by everything I said. Fuck you, bitch. The next morning, I went off private. I went back to public. And then I just posted a thing on my stories that was like, hey, are you here because you heard that I posted someone's phone number on Reddit? Well, I didn't, but welcome. And, you know, here's where you can donate to, like, you know, help a trans woman of color go to college. Yeah. And... Good. Good idea. She screenshot the thing that says like, hey, if you're here because, you know, someone told you. And then she was like, she's harassing me. No. This <laughs> clown. So then later in the day, she said that I doxed her elderly parents. So she wrote, I'll never know who put my phone number on the Internet because people are filthy liars. But I know that woman <laughs> also added my parents landline oh. to that conversation oh my like, god it's like i'll as never as know as who as posted as my phone number but i know the person who did do it posted my parents and then she posts this whole conversation long as if it's like as if that's a conversation here's her phone number well i have her parents phone number <laughs> let me tell you something so you understand how vile of a human you are my mom is a 69 year old alzheimer's patient living with the late stages of alzheimer's that landline is important just, for her safety in case anything ever happened. My parents are almost 70 years old. What in God's name <laughs> makes you think you can weaponize my family's personal phone number? My mom also needs her rest to stay alive. You want people calling my house all day, torturing my sick mother and her aides? You oh. call yourself a writer? You are a narcissist and a sociopath who just fucked with my family karma sucks that's all i know like she was trying to get more people to like continue harassing me but at that point i think people were like Ugh. and people started it started slowing mm. down and then a couple hours later when she saw there was no traction from that she decided to <laughs> say that the woman from the real housewives of beverly hills that her husband is the one that doxed her and then, oh so the heat's off of you 
No, because she refuses to take down those highlights. Okay. And now she's saying that we both did it. Oh, I've to never get, met like this a, man in my life. Does she <laughs> give a motive for uh, landline harassment? Of- no, no mo- I have no skin in this game. All I asked was that she credited my one story and then I was fine when she just deleted it. Now this girl, Emily, has convinced herself because she got this piece in the New York Times that she's literally saving women's lives and she's out here for women, oh. which is when people Jamila take... Jamila Exactly. But it's so much worse than Jamila Jamil because right. like she takes all of the attention that, that the virility she's getting from these stories yeah. and instead of pointing people to like, you know, eating disorder help or you know organizations that can help you she just does swipe ups of the sweatshop clothing that she sells oh jesus christ she sells sweatshop clothing elizabeth knows elizabeth worked i worked in sweatshop clothing (laughs) for uh, anti-sweatshop yeah she did no she worked at a company that it was ethically sourced fashion that's Mm -hmm. great completely transparent supply chains Yeah. yeah elizabeth knows everything about this shit so whenever it's affordable it's from a fucking sweatshop right so she's just selling her stuff and her accessories and her skincare line that she's launched or like promoting whatever she's being paid to promote and is really just so fucking unabashed like I don't even think it registers to her how bad it comes off like I didn't know who she was till this week and I'm actually kind of into how terrible she is I mean she's like pink flamingos how disgusting can you get (laughs) you know what I mean that's her that's her soul like you know well, is it maybe is she divine maybe divine ate shit literally right she's just eating shit like so it's willing not metaphorically like, it's not like actual pink flamingos her like. soul her she's she's, she's the invested. most disgusting soul like so, judge judy defending <laughs> <laughs> So this person's on a drug or no? I think her drug is Instagram. Yeah, she's on it. Hell of a drug. She is on it. She's sober on it. Like, is that... It's on I don't know. I don't know know her. Let's get the blood samples. I'd like to know that she saved some of this money so that she doesn't have to... Well, her husband, he's a registered Republican. and I don't care. They both seem horrible. I feel like I've given them benefit of the doubt and they don't deserve it. No. So wait. Are the fans also Republicans? Like, if it was anything like what BravoCon was like, yeah. Really? Huh. Yeah. It's a lot of wealthy white women, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I can't feel bad for them. And I feel like you're not, like, saving their lives. I, I know that they're saying that this is a starvation diet. I don't think any of these women are actually starving. And they do have plenty of food available to them if they wanted to eat it. The the women that she's crusading for are a bunch of rich white women that got duped by idiots. You know what? Uh, they need to believe it. They need to tell him, you know what? It's this, you know what this is? You know what that is? What? It's the our boys didn't die in vain principle for rich Beverly Hills women. Yes. It's in Homodeus, which is this book about, it's called like a, like the subtitle is like a brief history of the future. It's all about sort of like why, where humans would be headed given, you know, the sort of nature of human processing, which is algorithmic, essentially. The more sacrifices we make for an imaginary story, the stronger the story becomes, because we definitely want to give meaning to these sacrifices and to the suffering we have caused. So yeah, it's a bunch of rich white women. Doing that. Who, this is their Vietnam. Yeah, it is. Wait, we get to ask Elizabeth our questions. Okay. But God, we we got to do it in the bonus. Them. All right. All right, so... 
join us on the bonus episode if you want to do that it's patreon.com slash pot psychology thanks so much for listening thank you there's to more ECS. poop talk for all you poop poop heads we we're going to be reviewing fair abraham's poop why don't we call video. it you know what it is it's what? poop psychology it is <laughs> <laughs> it is <laughs> I, wow good job thank you good job <laughs> took me a, it took me a second it took us about a month yeah. <laughs> but we got it <laughs> It's also a genre. <laughs> poop psychology. All right. So to join us for an episode of Poop Psychology, it's patreon.com slash pot psychology. <laughs> Not to be confusing. <laughs> thank you, ECS. Do you want to yes, have anyone follow you on social media? Do you want to tell them where you are? You do you- if you want to look at uh, the typography I collect around the city, it's at Elizabeth Carey Smith. Uh, Instagram, at Elizabeth Carey Smith. But that's it's really just typography. In the world, and some people really um, enjoy collecting it. I think it's cool. I do too. Thank you. I well, appreciate you sharing it with us. It's a system everybody likes. We're out here typing. All right. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks. <laughs>